Section 9 of The Haunted Organist of Hurly Burly and Other Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. The Haunted Organist of Hurly Burly and Other Stories by Rosa Mulholland. Crescents, an idol on the Moselle it was evening in the ancient town of trier the angelus was ringing down from the great fortress-like dome the little carts and stalls had vanished out of the market-place and the carved saints clustered on the fountain smiled benignly in the setting sun old women in strange head-dresses beads and books in hand passed in and out of st gondolphus's curious gates young girls with long fair plaited hair moved in groups across the open place brilliant uniforms shone up on the balconies of the rote house the shopkeepers in the queer little peaked houses stood at their doors and amused themselves while the awful black arches of the porta nigra frowned more grimly than ever in the glowing light and the gay and quaint little frescoes at the street corners seemed to blaze out with new colour at its touch one particularly high-peaked roof was suddenly covered with a flock of white pigeons alighting to rest and at the same moment a face appeared at a little open window among the birds looked up and down the streets and was withdrawn again the face belonged to a young girl and the room into which she withdrew was pleasant and neat if a little bare a work-table at the window showed that it was the home of a seamstress a little shrine hung in a corner with a tiny lamp burning a few rude pictures decorated the walls the girl was clothed in a holiday dress of dark green stuff with white sleeves and apron and wore a scarlet flower in her breast she had a soft sweet innocent face and her fair hair hung behind in two long golden braids from her neck to her knees as she turned from the window a curly-haired boy burst into the room i have a message for you crescents i met karl and he told me to tell you he could not see you to-night he is suddenly sent on business a look of disappointment clouded the girl's face but after a few moments of silence she said how good it is that they find him so useful but come max you shall not be disappointed of your excursion you and i will go for our walk and i will take you for a peep at our cottage max snatched his hat which he had flung off in disgust and locking the door behind them the sister and brother descended many stairs and took their way through the streets and out by the porta nigra into the country look here max did you ever see anything so gloriously blue as the moselle this evening could you bear to live away from it how glad i am that our new home will be near it and look how magnificent the red light is upon the vine-covered banks with the crimson earth glowing between how the tall dark poplars and the golden acacias seem to thrill as they bask in this wonderful light if i had been a man max i should certainly have tried to be an artist karl laughs at me when i say so he does not care for such things and gets annoyed when i talk about them and yet i never saw half the beauty of things till he loved me how many people are out walking to-night crescents i never saw the road so gay oh there is that gretchen kissing her hands to me and i will not look at her why because she was impertinent this morning telling me that karl had left off loving you and was going to marry louise it was a silly joke max i hope you did not get angry what did you say 
something that ought to have stopped her kissing hands to me said max it was too foolish to be angry about little brother someone said it to myself the other day and i only laughed i knew so well it was because i sent carl a message by louise the other evening but gretchen ought not to have said it to you max when i go to my new home i don't think i shall ask her to come and see me i do not want to hate anybody and i will do the hating for you crescents and i hate everyone who says that carl does not love you everyone don't give such a big name to two people max if carl did not love me should not i be the first to know of it ah do you see our little house peeping above the acacias up in the fields over there how delightful it will be to live there max with all the flowers growing in at one's windows and carl is providing this home for me ah little max this looks rather like loving one doesn't it max was silent and kept his face turned away with a slight frown on the brows i wish i could suddenly grow big crescents he said abruptly the sister laughed my dear you must wait she said gaily by and by you shall copy your brother carl and if you can manage to grow like him you will do very well in the meantime you are not quite so small as you were my boy when i first took you in my arms and carried you about our poor garret trying to put you to sleep mother had died the day before i was ten years old and you had only just been born i was a very little nurse wasn't i but it seemed to me that my heart was a hundred years old how proud i was of you and how i loved you and you worked for me crescents ah didn't i we were alone in the world only you and me i paid a poor old woman a very very old woman who could not do anything else a penny a day for taking care of you and i worked for us too i was a strong little girl and as industrious as a bee people gave me work to do it was very hard until i was about fourteen and then i learned to sew and things began to be better at sixteen i was able to rent a little room for myself and so bring home my little brother ah max how often we have been hungry together and yet you are a brave boy for your age i have pulled you through the worst and now god has taken us both into happiness and safety no more scanty crusts for you no more sitting up all night sewing by a candle for me no more pinching at the heart when rent day is coming round who could have thought of it that carl whom every one admires should have sought out me i did not accept him hastily max for i was afraid he might change his mind afraid that he had not known what he was saying or that he did not know perfectly how much people thought of him but he would persist in loving me he would indeed and that is why i laugh so much when the people tell idle tales if you only knew my good people i think if you only knew how well i know and max you see i do not mind saying anything to you i must confess that the greatest trouble i have had lately has been the fear that so much sitting up at night was taking away all my good looks i look so sickly sometimes when the morning light comes in stare me well in the face max and tell me if i am getting ugly you are the prettiest and loveliest girl in the town sister crescens but i am not rosy like gretchen nor are my eyes so big and bright as louise's nor no matter persisted max not one of them can smile the way you do after that i must say something nice to you max sit down here on the grass and let me tell you the kind of life we shall have over in our little house yonder we shall have four rooms of our own and there are vines growing round all the windows we shall have a pretty garden with bees and flowers 
and a field with a cow in it i shall do my sewing sitting under a tree looking down on the moselle you will go to work with karl and in the evening you will both come home and we shall have supper in the garden i wish we had some now crescents i wish we had my boy and i think it is time to go and look for some coffee and bread the sister and brother turned their steps towards a pleasant summer-house of refreshment built among trees upon the high overhanging bank of the river where the people of trier loved to drink coffee in the cool of the evening as the girl and child took their simple meal in the nook of the projecting terrace the blue moselle rushed under their feet and trier lay bathed in ruddy glory in the distance before their eyes with its strange contrasting outlines softened into magnificent harmony and the fierce black roman gates making a frown on the very front of the sunny landscape how splendid it looks the dear old town cried crescens do you know max i cannot understand why people ever leave their own homes to go out into the world i should like to go out and see the world said max you mustn't say so max nothing would ever induce me to leave trier they were rambling among the trees on the hillside stopping now and then to lean forward and take a fresh peep at the beauty of the river and the exquisite gleams of the distance on either side oh crescents crescents i have found a pair of lovers no have you max said crescents with interest behind that large tree in such a pretty nook just peep round and you can see hide then while i peep so carefully max retired while crescents leaned forward with a smile of mischievous delight and peered from behind the screen of leaves herself unseen by the objects of her interest when the boy thought he had waited long enough he came forth again and plucked her by the skirt she turned to him slowly and put her finger on her lip crescents crescents whispered the child what makes your face so dreadful are they ghosts hush max i cannot see take me by the hand and get me into some quiet place where nobody will find us oh crescents you are ill are you going to die no dear i shall not die fetch me some water and tell nobody max obeyed and while the red light paled on the moselle and purple mingled with the crimson and olive of its banks the girl's white face lay on the moss gazing blankly upward with fixed eyes the tears trickled over max's innocent cheeks as he nestled at her side and kissed her lips her hands and her hair oh crescents may i not call someone to come and help you home no dear no said the young girl starting up we are not going home any more we are going away somewhere else you and i together what away from trier yes i am tired of trier i thought you said you could never leave trier and what will carl say to you oh max oh max where shall we sleep to-night if we keep walking on at this rate we shall rest on the road and to-morrow we will travel farther there are other towns besides trier where industrious people can get work to do oh crescents i am afraid you have gone mad those people behind the trees must have been the wicked spirits we read about and they have harmed you do you know who they were max carl and louise gretchen was right after all but did they say they were going to be married said the boy oh don't groan crescents and i will try and ask no more questions dear max there is nothing more for me at trier that is why we are going together out into the world oh that i could grow big and go back and kill him hush 
you must not talk such nonsense you must take care of me now as i have nobody else that i will indeed but oh crescent my canary somebody will take care of it dear we can get another and your pretty little shrine somebody else will kneel at it i can pray to god anywhere you know deepening shadows dropped on the moselle and the two young figures hurried on through the purple twilight away from trier end of section nine